What's up, everybody? You are about to listen to a free 15-minute preview of this week's bonus podcast, Top Rope Nation Extra. Did you know that we do two podcasts per week? That's right. You get our normal flagship podcast every single Friday morning, but we're doing a second show for Patreon supporters. The only way to hear these shows each and every week in full is by becoming a supporter of ours on Patreon. The link is right here in the podcast description. These are real, loose, free-flowing shows that we have a lot of fun with each and every week. And like I said, the only way you can hear it is by supporting us on Patreon. So if you enjoy the normal, free, weekly show we have been doing since 2016, you're going to love Top Rope Nation Extra. Take a listen here to the free teaser. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear the full show and hear this thing every single week, sign up to support us on Patreon. Click the link in the podcast description when you get to the end of this broadcast. going on everybody top rope nation extra the weekly bonus show here from the top rope nation podcast you're listening to the full show on patreon.com slash top rope nation if you're here on our main feed you're here in the first 15 minutes free as a little teaser as always if you want to hear the full show each and every week hit that link in the podcast description sign up to become a patron weekly bonus shows and a whole lot of other goodies check it out Patreon.com slash Top Rope Nation. I am joined in the extra rotation this week by none other than Mr. Justin Joint. AEW Dynamite just went off the air on TNT. Justin, hell of a show once again. How you doing tonight, my friend? I'm great. Uh, no Kyle Ross with us tonight. You know, it's always a two-man group for these extra shows, but uh, I heard rumors that he might have signed with Team Taz. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, dude, we say this every week, but it is just such a delight to sit down and watch these two hours of dynamite. You know, honest to God, I think there has been one mediocre dynamite in like the past three months. Yeah. No, I mean, they always deliver. It's just like I put out on Twitter tonight. I'm like. I sound like a broken record at this point, but once again, a hell of a show. Don't want it to end. <laughs> you know, it's just like everything about it, the crowd, the matches, yes. the personalities. I mean, everything. It's just the show is just each and every, as you said, Justin, they deliver each and every week. It's such an exciting feeling. <laughs> I went upstairs and my wife looked at me and the first thing I said was, man, that was a fucking awesome show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Gives me strength. I could feel an earthquake coming from Cleveland, Ohio. I know it gave, I gave Kyle Ross strength tonight. If he was with us, he'd be raving about this show. You know, and I hate to make it about this right from the jump, but these crowds, I mean, they've been like this basically, I mean, maybe not to the extent of a Chicago crowd, but pretty damn close since, I would say, all out. And I just, I, I can't wrap my head around these WWE defenders who can praise a show like Survivor Series that... <laughs> basically had a crowd that was sitting on their hands for four and a half hours. And then week after week after week, we're seeing a, a crowd that is completely and utterly engaged 
with damn near every match. I mean, the only match that they were even down a little bit for in this one was Gun Club. I mean, yeah. hell, they, we got a dueling Thunder Rosa, Jamie Hayter chat, chant, you know, <laughs> during their match. When, when's the last time, like, you know, maybe a quote unquote mid car women's match got a dueling chant on <laughs> WWE ch- television? <laughs> Dana Brooke versus whoever just got the crowd going. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just crazy, man. Yeah, it's like there's not much downtime and a match after match delivers. I mean, we're going to by the time we get to the end of the show tonight, we'll talk about what our favorite match was. I've got one one in mind right now, which, you know, on a show with so much good stuff, it was kind of hard to come up with. But, man, I, I just got to say, you know, with it being the eve of Thanksgiving and everything, it's it's awesome to have a show right around Thanksgiving that's actually relevant again in the world of professional wrestling. You know, for years and years, Thanksgiving was kind of synonymous with wrestling, whether it was Survivor Series, Starcade, you know, the house show loop was always very active on Thanksgiving holiday. And here we are, you know, the the dynamite with the, with the Thanksgiving theme throughout. They're doing Black Friday Rampage here in just a couple of days. And yeah, man, this show delivered and right from the jump too. you know, right Ooh. away, right away. So they're at the Wintrust Arena in Chicago, which if you're not aware of, you know, the layout of Chicago, we know that they ran Rampage at the United Center where the Bulls play. Um, they were, they ran all out, out at the now arena used to be the Sears center, which is quite a ways out. It's like an hour from downtown Chicago. Wind trust, just like United center is actually in Chicago. It's downtown. Um, this was the location of the, by the way, this is where the Chicago sky play, uh, DePaul university. Um, this is where AEW revolution was back in uh, February of 2020. So they've got a history at this venue. It's a, it's a very new building, kind of similar in size to the now arena sold out for weeks, of course. And you open the show with CM Punk coming out. The crowd goes absolutely nuts for him as you would expect. And you think, all right, we're getting to the, the CM Punk QT Marshall match, but no, 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 Justin, (laughs) <laughs> we get MJF coming out to confront Punk, you know, after their little face-off last week where Punk came out and just looked at him, laughed, and walked away. Dude, this segment, <laughs> what did you think? 20 minutes. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I didn't um, want it to end after 20 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my only concern was, like, they did a lot, and it feels like they used up a lot of material you know, maybe for future mic offs. Uh, but yeah, this was just incredible. The way they kind of laid out the way they felt about each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, MJF comes out and he gets on the mic and punk just kind of let him go, you know, for Mm -hmm. a, for a long time, punk just kind of stood in the corner and looked at him very seriously, you know, never really cracked a smile, live television, never broke character at all. And uh, MJF just kind of laid into him. He talks about um, basically the gist of it was that, you know, Punk was past his prime. He had all kinds of one liners. He said, I'm going to finish you quicker than you, your UFC career. Um, what what else did he say? I'm trying to remember some of the lines. Um, and of course, the crowd was right away like sh- chanting, shut the F up at MJF. I, I liked uh, you can drop your cute little pipe bombs because I'm J- MJF and I drop nukes. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he talked about Punk. You know how long he took off from the ring? Seven years. Talked about uh, he he took his ball and went home like a little bitch. He brought up the pipe bomb bomb 
promo, he talked about how that that was kind of like the highlight of Punk's career, his all-time best moment. Uh, MJF said that every MJF moment is the best moment. He's not a one-trick pony. And like I said, Punk's just sitting there. He's listening and he's listening. And then eventually, Punk gets, you know, he asks for a microphone. They get face-to-face. And Punk just goes, I am so disappointed in you. (laughs) (laughs) And and MJF is, you know, very shocked. And I, I was wondering if he would bring up the the picture you know that's been circulating on social media of punk getting or uh, mjf getting punk's autograph when he was a kid mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that didn't come up but punk talked about how um mjf has his poster on his wall yeah so they kind of hinted at it. it it should also be mentioned a big part of uh mjf's promo was uh punk talking about all the guys that he wanted to work with and never once mentioning mjf in in any sort of way and Punk said he thought that MJF stood for my jealous fan. <laughs> he, he said that he didn't mention MJF in any of those interviews talking about people that he would want to work because he didn't want to feed his ego. And uh, Punk talked about how MJF, you know, he had all these zingers. He went for the low-hanging fruit. Um, MJF had said, uh, he talked about Punk being straight edge and he said, it's weird how a guy who's straight edge could look like a meth addict. And he, he went after like Punk's looks. He said, Punk looks like he could use some sleep. His hair is turning gray, all this stuff. So that's what he was, that's what Punk was referring to when he was talking about the low hanging fruit. And then we got a bunch of WWE references, Justin. Um, <laughs> Punk yeah, said, I, I, yeah, I go have ahead. a feeling, I have a feeling people are maybe going to complain about that, but I, I didn't mind that at all. I thought it was a pretty useful tool for the, uh, getting the AEW crowd into it. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Punk's, uh, you know, most of his his uh, national career was in WWE, so it mm-hmm. makes sense to play off of that. If you just ignore that it happened, I mean, to me, that's poor storytelling. So um, he talked about how Punk talks about how MGF thought he's, or he thinks he's so revolutionary. He says, in reality, you're just a less famous Miz. That really popped the crowd when he said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh let's see there was a Miz chant of course um mjf comes back he talks about how punk has been struggling to beat lower level talent which you know not exactly true punk beat darby allen for god's sakes uh but mm-hmm. he but he's been working pretty much everybody he wants to work with uh he said that punk's breath smells like shit because he's been kissing so much ass and then he kind of like mocked the way punk would go Every week, uh, he did this like robotic thing where he's like, I'm back and it's, it's good to be in insert town here and face insert wrestler here. And like, he was doing the same thing, just this reunion tour thing, calling him uh, PG punk. Yeah. PG punk. (laughs) And then he said, you might as well be out here preaching hustle, loyalty, and respect. So there was another, another WWE line. Not, not to mention kind of a callback to uh, that brief moment at, at full gear when we thought uh, Punk was going to do the five-knuckle shuffle. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, MJF came back. He talked about how Punk claimed the, you know he wanted to come back and face the young talent, but he also mentioned that he would only come back to the wrestling world for a boatload of money. Uh, and then he talks about how Punk had said he wanted to fix the broken wrestling landscape, but he stayed home for seven years and he didn't do anything. He talks about Punk's career, uh, you know, trying to do comic books, movies. He says movies that nobody watched. And true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I haven't seen any of them yet, but I would like to. I, eventually, I probably will. 
uh, he, he talks about how Punk was scared because he, he didn't think he could hang anymore. And he thinks Punk envies him. And he talks about how he's everything that the promoters love, this being MJF, while Punk was just the this scrawny kid that had to claw his way up. Talks about how Chicago's a dump. Who was He was from Chicago. Uh, and he talks about how he is the second best from the second city. Uh, whether that would be, and he kind of alluded to John Cena or he, the King of Kings, making reference to Triple H. And now he's in MJF's company. Punk acknowledged this. He says, yeah, it's true. He was a little bit scared. He wondered if the fans would still remember him. But he t- then he says, while I was selling out Madison Square Garden, MJF, you were marking out for Rosie O'Donnell. Great line. <laughs> Great line. If you're not aware, and if you're a Patreon supporter of the show, you're probably aware, but MJF was on Rosie O'Donnell when he was a young child. Um, he talks about how uh, MJF did that musical segment on Dynamite you know, last year with Jericho that got mentioned in the New York Times. He asks him if he wants to sing a song now, and he says, MJF talks too much. Uh, let's see. He talks about the four pillars of, of AEW, but he notes that MJF isn't one of those four pillars anymore. He's been replaced by Britt Baker. Britt Baker commented on social media tonight about that. <laughs> uh, let's see. He says he's fine being called number two. And then Punk went into this deal about how Chicago's not the second city because it ranks behind any other city. It's because the city had to be rebuilt after the great Chicago fire, which popped the crowd. They went wild for that. And then he says, the only way that MJF would have ever be number one is if Tony Khan has a daughter and MJF marries her. (laughs) (laughs) That was such an awesome line. Awesome line. Yet another WWE reference. Mm -hmm. And he says, the last time he was in Chicago, he gave away ice cream bars, but this time he wants to give something else to the crowd. And he gets right up to MJF. And they look to square to square up, but MJF rolls out of the ring, and we cut to black. Go to the commercial, I should say. And after that, they rolled into CM Punk versus QT, QT Marshall. So anything I didn't hit, Justin, that you want to mention from this segment? Because I kind of went through no. all the details, but man, it was freaking awesome. I, I'm going to be very curious to hear Kyle's opinion on this, because I, I think generally he doesn't really dig these uh quote unquote shoot style promos kind of like what reigns and cena did heading into SummerSlam. but i thought these guys kind of hit a nice balance between shooting on each other and uh keeping it you know a kayfabe a little bit you know i know punk talked about you know MJF having to take shortcuts and needing help to get it done, mentioning, you know, uh, his pinnacle team. Um, but yeah, so I, I just thought it was a nice balance that it didn't get too shooty for my liking. 